0: Good afternoon, Patriots, and it is Wednesday, May 11th in the year 2022. And yes, the world is still as crazy as it was yesterday, not getting any better. In fact, probably getting a little bit worse. But the one thing that's going to bring us through all of this, obviously, is our strength and faith. Before we begin, make sure you're keeping your immune system strong. It's going to get very critical the farther we go down this road of revealing between the garbage they're spraying in the atmosphere, the things they're trying to do in the environment, and with bioweapons and et cetera, make sure your immune system is strong. We are surrounded by the stresses and the environmental issues that are challenging our immune systems. And keeping our immune system strong is essential to maintaining a strong position in this fight. Expedition Coffee was designed specifically to not only give you that energy boost you need that will sustain you across the entire day while boosting your immune system, and help maintain a mental focus throughout the day. You can find Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, Expedition Coffee, at expeditioncoffee.com. And there you'll also find a full range of products that are designed to work as a full health ecosystem, all designed to reclaim your personal health sovereignty. Those products include the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. Leaky gut is one of the critical causes of sickness in our nation. You also have Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C, Earth, which is a nutrient powder, giving your body a full complement of nutrients you need. Just mix it with water, drink it like a shake. Do that once a day. And Pure 47, one of the most refined silver extracts on the market that can isolate most of the pathogens that you'll encounter. The products on ExpeditionCoffee.com are all designed to give you back the strength in your immune system to not only endure the the challenges to the immune system, but to dominate and to rise above, to reclaim your true health sovereignty. So check out Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. Well, patriots, if you're paying attention to the news, hopefully not too much, but enough to keep your head up and aware of what's going on. Baby formula is shrinking on the market radically. And we have New Yorkers now that are quite desperate for baby formula. Really, this is one of these questions, I don't, and I really don't have an answer to this, but I'm trying to figure out why we became so dependent on baby formula. And you can make baby formula. There's some old recipes out there, so when you find them, you might pass them around to people that are in the middle of panic. But this is part of the shortages that are being engineered with our food to try to squeeze us in every way possible because we know that we have a bunch of hand puppets up there trying to end the world as we know it, through the benefit of themselves and the benefit of their great reset. So do be aware that the game is a play and the game is afoot and it's not necessarily going to get any better. In some other crazy news, uh, a plane with 11 people on board mysteriously disappeared in the northern Cameroon. Hmm, That's strange. The House voted... 368 to 57 on Tuesday to pass a bill, giving about $400 billion in aid more to Ukraine nearly three months into the, Oh, I love this Russia's brutal invasion invasion that comes from America's real America's voice. What a joke. I swear these people are too much. And it just continues. The nonsense in our body politic is over the top in this, in some good news, Missouri, uh, A Missouri legal uh, disciplinary panel concluded Tuesday that St. Louis Circuit attorney Kimberly Gardner violated multiple legal ethics rules when pursuing a criminal case against the state's former government, Eric Greitens, Greitens, in 2018. He's currently running for Senate right now. Here's a statement from him
1: crashing down, three big developments. Number one, you saw the George Soros prosecution team that came after me because I was fighting for you, because I had the backs of our police officers. They were charged with seven felonies for perjury and evidence tampering. Well, you saw the corrupt FBI agent who created a false case against me, he pled guilty. Number two, today, the Soros-funded prosecutor herself, Kim Gardner, was just forced to admit To wrongdoing. And this was after she'd been found guilty of over 70 instances of perjury. And remember, it's the Missouri Supreme Court that's going to ultimately decide on her punishment. They haven't decided it yet. And number three, the Missouri Supreme Court just ruled that that Soros-funded prosecutor has to turn over all of her communications from the nasty rhinos she worked with from George Soros himself Everything that she did in creating a false case against me, guys. Ultimately, the truth prevails. We're staying strong. Thank you for your support. God bless you.
0: So he's a former Navy SEAL, and um, I have met him. He was at Bart's Fest. He's pretty solid. So Missouri is going to be a state to watch. That's the show me state, and they have a lot going on over there, including new voter registration laws, and they are also pretty coming down pretty hard on abortion. So it's no accident that they're at the center of the country, the gateway to the West, and that just needs to kind of peel off into the West, since the West is like a band of red hell over here, but not in my county. In my county, we're doing fine. Before we do our prayer today, I want you to hear this piece. This is really wonderful.
2: Put God first in everything you do. Everything that you think you see in me, everything that I've accomplished, everything that you think I have, and I have a few things, everything that I have is by the grace of God. Understand that. It's a gift.
0: Yes, it is. And I think that's the one thing in all of this as we go back. And you know, in the last couple of nights, I've spoken about Habakkuk. If you haven't read that book, I'd really encourage you to do that. It's short. You can read it in probably 10 minutes read that book, reflect on what's being said. We're in a very critical time right now with so much change. And the fact is that we have been the center of much of the world's evil, sadly. Our government has, not its people. But in order for us to release the world and for the world to move together, there's going to be, you have to dismantle the global network of evil and that's going to put a heavy burden on the United States, which has been a heavy funder and centerpiece for all that power. So, Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today just very humbled and with open hearts, knowing very well that the only way forward here is to put you in our lives intimately before all things. Today we open our prayer with first and foremost with just a humbling request for forgiveness for those times that we've deviated from that path. Those times when we have tried to take the world on its own, when we've left you on the side, when we haven't invited you to the table, when we've sat and tried to wage war in whatever capacity or wage through our waiting problems and not take you with us, but in the end turn back to you. And while that's a way to grow, Lord, it's, it's also not what we're sh- where we should be. We know that you, as our Father, just seek to have such an amazing, deep, and intimate relationship with us, like any father, like any son, like any daughter. And so we thank you for that, very humbly thank you for that. And we're so deeply blessed for this everlasting love that occurs. And Jesus, what you have shown us on this earth really goes without words that can easily describe the sacrifices made and the examples set. We've been given dominion. We've been given authority over evil. And yet somehow we seem to keep forgetting truly what our true nature is. We ask permission and forgiveness for things which you've already given us authority to com- to control and to dominate. And we seek you to fix things when in fact, when we refer to scripture, we're, we're easily reminded that you've already told us that we can. Our biggest hindrance father is believing You've told us in Luke 10 19, Behold, I have given you authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will injure you. And yet we wait for someone else too often to fix it for us. We pass off our powers to others to lead us and to rule over us. And instead of challenging it and using that authority as a mass of people, as a as a mass of your children to say no. We acquiesce to their dictates, their demands, their authorities, which only exist because we give them that authority. You've told us truly, truly, in John fourteen twelve. you told us truly, truly, I say to you, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I am going to the Father. And you've told us that, Jesus, and yet we somehow doubt our ability to do those sorts of things. We, we worship you, we love you, and you are our Lord and Savior, but we're not listening to what you're telling us, so that we can do greater works. And we st- somehow t- convince ourselves that we can't. No greater fight that we have right now than in overcoming ourselves and our negativity. Our belief that we are constantly in a fight, that we can't win unless you're with us. And yet you are with us at all times. We just need to seek it. So for those transgressions, we pray for, for our forgiveness. Because as a nation, we're here. We're truly here as a nation because we've lost our way. We've forgotten the value of life. We have forgotten the, the gifts that have been given through the sacrifice of you, Jesus. Truly, you have given us life through your own sacrifice. And even now, we struggle not only with our own capability, our own authorities, but we also meander around this ridiculous fight of whether life is sacred. We continue as a nation to argue over aborting children, which is unconscionable we continue as a nation to cast off our elderly into homes and not take the responsibility as children to nurture those who nurtured us. All of this centers on that place of the destruction of the nurturing relationship, so critical in the force of abortion in this country. So, Jesus, we, we pray for forgiveness. We pray for mercy on this nation. And in taking the lessons through Habakkuk, we realize that it may take something to crush us in order to save us. And yet we stand here without fear, without trepidation, knowing that we may go through periods of scarcity, shortages of food. And that is why now, hopefully all that are listening and all that pray are responding to that nudge that you're giving each of us to fill the silos. That time is now. And as these, Things crushed down upon us. We don't know what the future holds, but we're fools not to prepare. And if that time comes that we're going to need to suffer the the results of a moral bankruptcy in this nation in order to revive it, we stand here fearlessly. No matter what comes, we stand here fearlessly because, Father, you've told us this, and Jesus, you've told us that we have, as we're walking here, there is no reason to fear anything because we're walking with you, and we've committed to you, and that path, that lies ahead. And that's the true sense of faith. So we equally pray today for the revival and the strength of the true root of faith, a fearless walk leading by faith, not by sight, to where you guide us, Father, to listen to where we need to go, to bring that spark of love back into this world, but not that corporal huggy, touchy-feely love, but that powerful sense of connectedness, the beauty, the respect, and the appreciation for all things on a higher order as you walked on this earth, Jesus. So as we sit here today, we close with Jeremiah 6.16. Thus says the Lord, stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls but they said we will not walk in it. We are at a juncture now, a immense juncture of, of a direction to choose, and we must choose. And we pray for the strength of those that are walking on this path along with the many that are seeking, that they may find that relationship with you, Jesus. They may repent for what they've said and done, and we may all repent for what we have said and done and walk in this path boldly, not laden with guilt, but empowered by the glory of the throne. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Lots in this nation that we have to reflect upon. There is a um, real challenge we're going to have to face, which is a challenge of accountability. I want to play this two-minute Piece for you, and take a listen. This is about the mRNA shots.
3: A whistleblower came out and said, It's stem cell that is in the Pfizer uh, or right. the clinical trial for the vaccine. Okay, so it's the stem cell used from aborted fetuses. Right. So up until a week ago, I was under the impression that H E K two nine three was just a number or name assigned to it. It's very sinister. The reason why there's a two nine three following the H E K is because it took two hundred and ninety three attempts to yes. extract that stem cell from an aborted fetus. So now they have a chain from this aborted fetus, okay, that they're putting in our vaccine or the vaccine. All right. Not until about a week, a week and a half ago, did I read this article where there was somebody that commented on the comment section. And this is where my research is from, and then it kind of confirmed because I did a little bit of research on my own that there's no real way to extract a stem cell from a fetus that's deceased. There has to be viable blood going through the fetus. It also has to be in its later stages. The only way for that to happen is for the, the, the baby to be born alive. And then we yeah. can take that. Wait, no, it's it worse than that. Yeah, it's it bad. Worse it's than bad. That. So not only, not only does the fetus have to be viable, you can't give it anesthesia to cut the or get the extracted the stem cell out, it has to be alive. But first, without anesthesia, to a living being, they have to take the brain out, take the heart out, and then take the kidney and extract the stem cell. So essentially,
0: Listen. we
1: are
3: murdering infants. You hearing it? Without anesthesia, for something to be put into a, a vaccine, how
1: many weeks or months?
3: be at least—I I don't know, but I would think it's later. Yeah, it has to be later. Third trimester. I, 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 later. It, well, the kidney has to be developed, right? The kidney
2: has to be
0: developed.
3: That organ would have to be developed.
2: Listen, or my hey Joe, my body.
0: So now you're beginning to understand in the rush for expansive vaccine development why there's been so many late term abortions being approved because they need the fetal cells and the stem cells so this is what i'm going to say because this has been really heavy on my heart and it's i will tell you honestly it's really left me i had to do a lot of praying on this because it was it's one of these places i find myself very intolerant right now and i just want to express this we have talked a lot about forgiveness especially in a time when we're trying to build bridges and we're trying to enhance the, the relationships between one another to try to get past the political divisiveness. The problem is that we're coming to a point where the whole discussion about the injection is being slowly buried. The number of bodies in the street that are hitting the floor just aren't adding up. So there's an acceptance that Ah, it's just a vaccine. It's just an injection. I took it. I didn't bother you any. Well, first of all, we know that's not true because there's a shedding going on that is still affecting other people. But that aside, I want to focus on what this report just said. And this is not new. It's just very well laid out. If a person took a vaccine, they have not only perpetuated an attempt to destroy humanity. The thing is, the human body is stronger than we often give it credit. So even in their best designs, many of the bodies are going to overcome this because we are built by God. But the worst part about this is the perpetuation of this, this cycle of murdering infants alive to extract, taking infants alive to murder them, to extract without any sort of Anesthesia to extract out the stem cells so they can be put into the injections. I can't forgive somebody for that unless they repent through Christ. And it's I'm that simple about it. And so my position is very simple. As children of God, we can we all make mistakes. And no matter what the motive, whether it was weakness, whether it was a worship of a progressive ideology, whatever that motive was, the motive of taking the injection made a decision to ultimately accelerate the destruction of God's children. That sin is great. That sin of seeking a pacification for fear rather than through God, but through a man-made substance, has been extremely destructive. And so where I stand, and I share this with you to contemplate and to take to prayer, but I'm very clear on where I stand. There is going to be no bridge built. There is going to be no unity created unless those people who decided to take the injection repent through Christ. It's literally that simple because only Christ can forgive this level of sin. And while I may not invite them to the dinner table, likely won't. Their repentance on this whole process is the only salvation for us as a nation. For us in terms of unity. And quite frankly, it's their only salvation back to God. So when I encounter somebody that's taken the injection. At one point or another, that discussion is going to happen to ask them if they have repented. And while they many will hate to hear this, probably angrily, I don't care. Because what they have done in the measure of destruction has nothing to do with their selfish act or whether their body, their choice, all this other garbage. Their selfish nature and obsession of fear, arrogance, whatever drove them, ignorance is not excusable other than through Christ for the sin that they did to perpetuate the destruction of innocence in this nation. That's where I sit. And it's not a stance I'm going to change. And it's one that I hope people will take to heart because I think that as a as a movement of a nation of people seeking a true intimate return to God and through Christ to father. If we don't hold this hard line, we are not going to accomplish anything. We are simply going to reset back to some measure of stupidity and it's coming. Trust me. The lures are already popping up. The promises of great technologies to solve our problem, the whitewashing of all that's being done. There's rumors of new cures that are going to start surfacing before we even solve the principal problem of accountability in our nation. Unless we hold and rebuild to that line of accountability where we are truly accountable before God, as our Declaration of Independence intended by the design of this nation, we will just return to where we were, but only faster. So the challenge for us now is to find that pathway back. And to me, it begins and ends with the accountability before Christ. I think that most on this channel have addressed that already. Or I mean by that, by virtue of how we each walk. And that's a beautiful thing. But we have to demand it of others. It's not proselytizing. It's not throwing the book at them. It's a simple fact. Whether they like it or not, the horrors of the decisions they made have left innocence permanently destroyed and suffering at the hands of the medical Nazis that created these shots. So patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Right now we need a lot of prayers for a lot of clarity on matters like this. You've heard my opinion today. I've prayed on this. I'm sharing with you where I've resolved this with God. And I leave it to you to find your own decision with God on how you want to stand. But I'm clear on where I stand, and I have no conflict. God is with us, and he'll never forsake us. And God will always win, no matter what. But the challenges before us are going to demand something very important. Our faith in him, and occupy this land and expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Have a blessed afternoon. I'll see you this evening for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now.
2: We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty.